0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Small Town Tourist Podcast, where we experience and explore everything that makes small towns great. I'm your host, Abby, and as I record this, it's my birthday. I turned 28 today, and what's significant about this day is not just the fact that it's the day I was born, but it's also the anniversary of me recording the very first episode of the Small Town Tourist Podcast, and I thought it was worth noting. Now, the podcast itself is not a full year old yet. I didn't start launching episodes until 2023. But last year on my birthday, I recorded the very first episode with Aaron Simmons. Who is a musician from Minnesota? I had reached out to him on TikTok. He just so happened to be in the right place at the right time, and we had the opportunity to record an episode together, and that episode ended up becoming the show. So if you have yet to listen to that episode, it was launched quite a few months ago at this point, but I highly encourage you to go check it out and kind of reach back into the small town tourist lore. (laughs) I just thought that was worth noting. Today's episode is not about Aaron Simmons, it's about a Roy Thai and Filipino restaurant in downtown St. Cloud. The bulk of this episode, I wanted to be about my parents experiencing their first drag show, which I took them to in mid-July at Arroy. And while we recorded some audio bits... most of them, honestly, didn't turn out because we were recording them on one of those Apple headphone microphones. So the quality's not great. I was not proud of the product that we produced. Not to say we didn't have fun. We had a wonderful time and the experience was fantastic. Just the audio from it didn't pan out how I was hoping to. And luckily, the owners of Arroy were kind enough to invite me in and share their story with me. So the bulk of this episode is us talking to the owners of Arroy in downtown St. Cloud. And there's also a chunk of of my parents and friend Kelly experiencing their very first drag show. So I think we're going to kick off with that part of it. Uh, so enjoy this short little glimpse into taking my parents to a drag show. And then we are going to get into hanging out with the owners of Arroy and hearing how that restaurant came about in the St. Cloud area. Thank you so much for checking out the small town tourists. So we are outside of a Roy Thai and Filipino restaurant in downtown St. Cloud, and we are going to the drag dinner, which I've been to before, but the people I'm with have not. So let's go around, give me your name, your relation to me, and what you're expecting from
1: this dinner. Hi, I'm Abby's mom, and I have no idea what's going to happen. I'm Kelly. I'm her best friend from high school. Abby's mom's (laughs) mom's friend um and i'm just expecting some jaw-dropping (laughs) awes
2: hi i'm abby's dad and i'm expecting it to be fabulous
0: so i have been a fan of drag for quite a few years now um when i first started watching drag race my parents were a little confused but then dad got into it a few seasons in And he's been pretty open to it. Mom's open to it, too. Kelly's along for the ride. This is going to be a lot of fun. Love those
2: bitches.
0: (laughs) Okay, so we just got done with dinner. We're just wrapping up before the show starts at Arroy. And we had some really amazing food. We went with the spring rolls, the lumpia, the chicken wings, the glass noodle salad. And we had an order of the curry as well. So let's go around and uh, give your opinions. What was one of your favorite dishes, Mom? Definitely
1: the glass noodles, something interesting, and the sauce was great.
0: Okay, now repeat it, but be more conversational.
1: I don't want to be conversational. I'm just telling you, I like the glass noodles. It was good, and the sauce was great.
2: I loved the uh, curry sauce, because it had some real heat to it, and the uh, crust on the chicken wings was absolutely to die for, just uh, unreal.
1: I like spice, so definitely the curry. One out of 10, it was a 20, but them wings, killer wings, yum, yum.
0: That was my big selling point. I think Aroi has some of the best chicken wings that I have ever had in my entire life. It's got this kind of, um, if I had to describe it in like very basic redneck terms, it's almost like Ra- Lowry's seasoning salt, brown sugar, and like an onion powder or an onion salt. It's just perfectly done, doesn't need any mm-hmm. dipping sauces. It's just, Absolutely beautiful. And that glass noodle salad, I've never had that before, and that was just so good with some rice noodles, lots of fresh green onion, shrimp in there, a really good tangy, acidic sauce. It was just fantastic. And now we're just sitting here waiting for the show to start. Oh, do you want to talk about your drinks? What kind
1: of drink did you get, Mom? I had a hairy broad shot. It was really good. A Thai basil, which I've never had, with some peach knobs and Jameson. The flavors were something that you just have to try it. Recommend it.
0: Mojito-ish.
1: Very mojito-ish looking, but not the flavor of a mojito.
0: Describe your drink,
2: Dad. Uh, Really refreshing. had an undescribable fruit uh, for a garnish. No idea what that was, but uh, very refreshing and and enough tequila to where it tastes really good, too. So, yummy.
0: That fruit that he was describing is a lychee and... The best way to describe it is that it tastes like a pink starburst, but it has the texture of almost like an orange.
1: Kelly, how was your drink? Well, the bad karma, enough said. (laughs) But it was amazing. You mix Tito's with some pomegranate, lime, little tangy, little kick to it amazing
0: okay so we've made it to intermission now and i want to get everyone's reaction to their first set of drag performers kelly
1: what'd you think very entertaining (laughs) highly recommended
2: (laughs) very entertaining Uh, they're comedians they're they're entertainers they're athletic they're great dancers just great entertainment
1: I would agree. They have great dancing, and they are definitely funny.
0: Are you going to branch out and hand some dollar bills out this time, Mom? Mm-hmm.
1: Probably not. I'll leave that up to your dad. He seems to be doing good with it. <laughs> Kelly and I are just going to chill. <laughs> We're <just here> <laughs> <on your table. sighs> okay, we just got out of a
0: Roy for the drag show. Excuse you.
1: Quiet. <laughs>
0: recording a podcast here. Okay, we just got out. I want to hear you guys final impressions of your first drag show.
2: Absolutely hilarious and entertaining. Uh, I'll do it again. Definitely.
1: Definitely not what I thought it was great entertainment, great dancing and a lot of fun. So much more than I expected. Funnest night ever. (laughs) Love that. Okay. So, we start every
0: podcast. I will have you guys each give your name, where you're from, and what you do.
3: Okay. Me first. Yeah, okay. Take it away. Adrian Donnell. Um, I would say that I am from St. Cloud. As of right now, I've been here long enough. And I'm the owner of Arroy Thai and Filipino Restaurant. I'm Annie Meyer. I am from Saka Rapids.
4: I'm the other owner of Arroy Thai and Filipino Restaurant.
0: And I am super excited to be here at Arroy because. This has quickly become one of my favorite restaurants in the area and in the state as a whole, because your guys' food is just absolutely incredible. And on top of the food being amazing, you also do some really fun events here. And this whole podcast is originally what the plan was for it was to just highlight my parents' first drag (laughs) experience here at (laughs) Roy, because my dad, I got him into drag about a year and a half ago. I was watching RuPaul's Drag Race, and he's like, I don't know, this really isn't for me. Straight white man in central Minnesota. Yeah, Yeah, he's (laughs) like, I'm I'm sorry, I'm not watching this. Well, within a few weeks, he had a favorite drag queen. He was rooting for her to win, and he was totally invested. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, he's like, well, I want to go to a drag show. And I'm like, oh, ho we will find one for you. <laughs> and so we came to your guys' here and he had the best time. He
3: looked like he was having the <laughs> yes, best Yes, <time>. he did. <laughs> I was like, that guy's loving it.
0: He was having so much fun. Side note, before they came here, he's like, I need a special outfit. I can't go in there without <laughs> <Yes>. a special <laughs> outfit. So... The shirt with the fringe that he was wearing, the sleeveless cut off, he actually wore that to my bachelorette party a couple years ago. Love it. And the capri pants, he made my mom stop at Old Navy before they came here (laughs) because he's like, I need a good pair of capri pants. And my mom's like, where am I taking you to get Capri's? Like, we got to go to Old Navy.
4: <laughs> I love that. The queens were loving on him, too. Yeah. yeah.
0: He was having an absolute blast. So let's get into how you guys came about being the owners of Arroy. How did this journey get started? This journey got started. I was serving at Sawadee,
4: which was previously in this same building. It was here for 27 years. I was working there for 10 years. Adrian worked there before I did. And that's kind of like, I didn't meet you here, but like you were working
3: here when I met you. Yeah, so I I started working here in like 2010 at Saudi, and then I was moving on and starting a full-time job at the Red Carpet Nightclub. So I kind of needed someone to fill in for my shifts, and she was looking for a job, and we were already together at the time. So I was like, hey, take this over.
4: Yeah, and then I started as a dishwasher, and now, you know, started from the bottom, now we're here, kind of a story and it was the buildings always kind of been for sale and it was somebody's a chain thing and the sister has owned all of the buildings and this one was just not like no one wanted it it's huge and it was always like oh it's never gonna sell it's just listed and last year or was it last year two years ago now because we've had this year so it, the sign was up and it was real people were touring it they were like getting ready to like put money down and buy it and i was like this can't happen I got to save it. I got to do something. And mm-hmm. I sat down and I was like, Adrian, I want to do this, but I'm not going to do it without you. And I was like, no,
3: no way. I'm not doing it. <laughs> um, I I was at like a really, a really good point And I was the GM of the red carpet nightclub and I was making a good salary and I really enjoyed the environment. But then it also got to a point where I was like, okay, so now it's, it's COVID, right? Like that was kind of the whole discussion, like when all this was happening. And it, it really reset my body at the same time where I was like, I don't know if I can do the 3 to 4 a.m. nights anymore, but I do have all of the experience to bring that over and open my own business too. So it took us a little bit to really decide that Mm -hmm. this was it, but I'm a very impulsive person and we were randomly on a road trip to see my parents. And I was like, let's do it. We're going to do it. And I'm going to get, get back home and it's going to be midnight and I'm going to start the business plan right now. And then you did. Yeah. You're like, let's, (laughs) let's go. The main thing for me of keeping it was the
4: kitchen staff here was like family. And they, most of them are, like, from Thailand or, like, Laos and, Laos, or, well, Laos, Laos. And it was just, like, where are they going to go if this closes? And there was no other Thai food, like, really in the area. And I'm like, where are people going to eat this food? Mm-hmm. And the guy who was showing the building was walking around, and he's like, hey, I just want to let you know, like, what's going on here make sure that you know what's happening And I was like, oh, I know what's happening. I was like, and I'm interested in buying it. He's like, you are, huh? And then gave me a card and, yeah, started hitting it off. And previous owner saved it, like, waited for us until we had figured out the business plan and a loan. Yeah,
3: that was was the super nice part was that she wanted us to have it. Yeah. So... It it wasn't a thing like there was going to be anyone that could outbid us. She Mm -hmm. was like, no, I want you to have it. I know you're going to take care of the building. I know you're going to turn it into something like really great. So we're going to wait and make sure that it's yours.
0: That's absolutely incredible that she knew that you guys were the right owners for Mm -hmm, it -hmm. and didn't force you into a bidding war, which, oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 would
3: have been wild. Well, and then we just, we got really lucky. Mm -hmm. honestly the process ended up being pretty fast too i think Mm -hmm. it only took like what three four months yeah and now we have an entire building Mm -hmm. downtown st cloud (laughs) (laughs) so this is a large building where where's the cutoff for this building because downtown they all kind of just meld together yeah um right next to us is the black box yeah. Right? Yep. And so the cutoff is right there. It's 9,000 square feet altogether. So, with the main floor and then also the upstairs. Yeah. Well,
0: and what a prime location, too, because you have this entire wall of windows yes. down the street, which I think is
3: just so cool. It brings in so much natural light and mm-hmm. just,
0: it's such a cool building, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. And then our biggest thing, too, was originally we were going to stay as Saudi. Yeah just because we both have zero actual, like, cooking experience. Um, (laughs) And we were like, oh, it's so easy. It's just, it's laid out all right there. And then we started having a conversation with, like, the Saudi owner, along with, like, my, my parents and, like, my mom really being, like, well, if you can, like, you should probably throw some Filipino food in there. And we just overall came to the conclusion that it overall would be better for us to rebrand and to do our own thing. So we could bring in whatever type of infusion we wanted.
0: Yeah, because you guys are unique people with unique backstories. It's great that you are bringing your flavor to it. I mean, yeah, Sawadee would have been a safe route to go, but Mm -hmm. you guys have a great thing going here. And I'm glad that you did something unique and different. Mm -hmm. We
3: really took a risk. And like starting off to, we were both just front of house. So we were front of house servers. It was a thing where I knew we were going to have a bar and I was like, yep, like that's what I love to do, right? I worked at a bar for so long. I know how to make like craft cocktails and I've been in so many competitions and that's my expertise and that's what I'm like really going to be a part of. And then it just so happened, we needed a cook. And we were like, I think we were three months into Mm -hmm. being Saudi or two months into being Saudi, and I was like, I got this. If I can make drinks, I can cook. Like I know flavor, I got this, right? And I think there's something about like telling yourself that you actually can do it And that, like, this is what you have to do in order to, like, really run your business. And I did it. Found out I'm really good at it. And I really like it. And I love it. And then now I'm in the back where I'm one of the head chefs along with one of our other cooks who's been here for a really long time. And we work together to create the whole new menu. You
0: know, sometimes a touch of delusion is just what a person needs. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think that's been the coolest part, though, for you is, like, you really got to dive
4: deep into like your culture and like mm-hmm. your roots and now you're celebrating it and you're serving it on a plate and mm-hmm. it's really really cool to like see that every day
3: yeah well and like I couldn't cook meat are you joking <laughs> like I was like I think I just learned how to cook chicken like two years ago mm-hmm. and then yeah. now I'm the Look one you I'm the one cooking all the meat all the curries mm-hmm. all of like everything yeah, yeah. It's, it's wild.
4: That was important for us, too. We wanted to make sure that we knew how to do everything. Like, if someone can't be here, if someone's sick, if, like, someone has to go mm-hmm. home or something, we want to know how to do everything. That was really
3: important. And yeah, we're extremely hands-on. Yeah. We're always on the floor. Mm-hmm. One of us is always here.
4: Which I think is shell-shocking, because customers are like,
0: oh, where's the owner? It's like, it's me. Hi. <laughs>
4: Hi,
0: I own this joint. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool because I know so many places they're like, I'm just going to own a restaurant and I'm going to hire someone else to take care of it. And that's going to be the light of the land. It's refreshing to see you guys being the ones that know how to do everything. You're going to make it happen. If you are missing a team member, you can fill in where you need to. It's super mm-hmm, cool. Mm-hmm. So your history is Filipino then? Yes. Okay.
3: Yeah. So, I would say the only things I did know how to cook were Filipino food because of growing up in a Filipino household. So, yeah, that part came very easily. And then I was able to teach all of the chefs back there how to make Filipino cuisine. And then they were able to teach me how to make all the Thai cuisine, along with making Thai food that we were experimenting with before, like way more authentic at the same time
0: your food is just incredible. Like it, it, seriously, everything on the menu is amazing. And I'm okay. a person with, I, so I have a dairy allergy. So it's hard for me to go out to eat in central mm-hmm, Minnesota mm-hmm. because everything's covered yeah. in butter and cheese. Yeah. This is one of those places where I can go and I'm like, I can have almost everything here. It's so Mm -hmm. good. (laughs) Like, I have options. I don't have to eat a plain hamburger with no bun. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and you still kind of get, like, a dairy essence. Like, I think a coconut milk curry Mm -hmm.
3: is, like, Mm -hmm. it's no dairy, but you're getting the vibe of dairy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even, like, so many people with allergies come here. Yeah. Yeah. We do have a lot, a lot of, like, vegan people. Yeah. Mm
4: And we catered everything. Everything's made to order. So it's like, if you have that, let us know and mm-hmm. we'll take care of it.
0: Yeah. Heaven on earth. Mm-hmm. Heaven <laughs> on earth. The angels are singing. <laughs> well,
3: and That's what I love the most too, is that everything is made to order and everything is really, really fresh. Mm-hmm. So,
2: yeah.
0: I don't want you guys to have to out any sort of secret recipes, but what in the hell do you put on those chicken wings <laughs> to make them so damn good? I'm the, I'm the only one who knows.
3: Yeah. She is the only one. But we we've been thinking about um, bottling it, so we'll we'll see. It's been
0: it's been a thought. I'll order a whole case of it. Yeah, literally every week. So I go home almost every weekend, hang out with my parents, and my dad keeps asking me. He's like, "What do you think was on those chicken wings? <laughs> you think we can recreate it?" I'm like, "I don't think we can recreate it. We can try, but they're not going to be as good." Do you you get tables talking
4: about that, and they're like, "Well, I get getting, getting a little bit of like uh, I think there's pepper in here."
0: I'm like, er. "Yeah." <laughs> We were like, well, is it like Lowry seasoning salt and brown sugar? Like, we're just like <laughs> listing everything in the cabinets, and we know we're totally wrong, but it's amazing. And tying it into my dad being here and my family coming with, how did you guys get into the space of doing burlesque dinners and drag dinners and all the fun events that you're doing here?
3: I ran a lot of that stuff over at the red carpet, and I've been a part of the burlesque scene for 10 plus years, so has Annie, and I ran two different burlesque troupes. Um, and I still run them and I also teach burlesque classes on the side. I know you're looking at me like you're a wild woman. Your time? Um, but it's something I really love to do. And I did take a break. I retired for a solid eight months <laughs> because of opening this. And then I was like, I'm back, baby. But yeah, so the reason why we wanted to do dinners here specifically was to have it in a place that could be sober. So is it a sober event? No are you kind of forced to drink? No, we have mocktails as an option along with the cocktails and you don't even need to have either if you don't want, you can just eat. Also eating isn't mandatory either. Like I like that everything is very like flowy and you just need to make sure that you show up for the show, you know? It's so cool.
0: So I was part, very shortly part of the burlesque scene in the St. Cloud area. I was uh, dancing with Revolver Studios for a while it is such a fun art form. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: How'd yeah. you guys get started with your journey in it? Well, um, gosh, it was so long ago. There was no burlesque here at all. And it was just a thing where I, I performed a lot in high school. I went to college, St. Cloud State, um, and I just missed performing. So I was like, okay, well, let me try like the theater scene, Rocky Horror, Ended up being, like, Hell the yeah. first thing I was in. And then I was like, oh, okay, now I now I understand. Now I know kind of what I'm getting myself into. Discovered Burlesque, and I was like, yeah, let's do this. Started the troupe off with only, like, four of us gals, and it just ended up expanding more and more and more. We started off, like, performing in front of 20 people. And then it grew to now hundreds. So, Yeah. And I got into it. I met you and you were
4: doing it and Mm -hmm. you had the four girls and one of them got sick for a show and she's like, hey, you're performing tonight. And I was like, what? I've never done this before. And she's like, well, what do you have? You got like, you got lingerie or anything? I'm like, no, look at me. I wear like button up (laughs) t-shirts. I I grabbed a bikini. I sat in a, like a little kiddie pool. I did sugar, sugar, honey, honey, poured a bottle of honey on myself. I was honey dip. Yeah. It was born. (laughs) Yeah. And now I'm the funny one. I'm the comedic one.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. Fantastic. (laughs) Love it. With that troop and now you coming out of retirement, are you doing more events? I saw you did have one at the red carpet recently. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So we, we just had our comeback show at the red carpet, what, two Saturdays ago? Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. I like (laughs) forgot how great it felt. And it was so good to like be all back together. And then to also have like my new students with my old students and then some other like seasoned performers all mixed in there. It was so, so much fun. And I was really nervous, to be honest. I was like, okay, I've been gone for a long time. I don't know how many people are going to show up. And I have a very large cast. And I need to make sure they all get paid. So it was <laughs> it was definitely scary, but it turned out really, really well. And with doing burlesque for so long, a lot of the drag performers and burlesque performers I've had for the dinners are all people that I'm friends with. And also people where I'm like, I've been wanting to return the favor of booking you, especially like drag performers. Because with having burlesque shows, we might only have like one or two drag performers. So, to be able to really showcase like a large variety of my friends is like, it's so much fun. It's the best. That's incredible. So, what's your troop size up to now? We just did a show of 13 performers. Yeah. Um, but that's not the, the whole troop. I would say all together, we're probably at 30. Yeah. Was,
1: maybe 35. We mm-hmm.
3: have. We have, like, a handful of people that are kind of, like, rotators and are, like, oh, I just want to do, like, a couple shows a year. But, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: That is fantastic. Yeah. Good for you. Congratulations. <laughs> that's a lot of time, energy, people to manage. Like, yeah. that's insane. Mm-hmm. That's
4: kind of how I knew we could do the restaurant thing. Because I was, like, we have been producing these shows and we work very well together. Then I'm, mm-hmm. like, we can do this. We can make a life out of this. Let's do yeah.
3: it. Yeah. And, I mean... The restaurant was definitely, it threw us through a loop. Like we thought we knew everything and we definitely didn't. But for the most part, we've been able to figure it out. It's true. Still figuring it out. (laughs) (laughs) I think
0: we always will. Yeah. (laughs) If you're not learning, you're not growing and you're stuck in place. Yeah, Yeah. true. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So what do you guys kind of see for the future of
3: Um. Well, we're hoping for more catering. We just got our liquor catering license. So that's really exciting. More events, too. We do crafts and cocktails, which is a mix of showcasing a bunch of different artists that are local. And then we also do specialty cocktails and mocktails for that event that you will never have at any other event. We consistently are always making sure that that's on rotation to keep things, you know, exciting.
4: We but do yeah. pairing
3: dinners, but that's more of, like, a fall-winter thing.
4: We've done mm-hmm. a sake pairing dinner, a beer pairing dinner. We talked about doing, like, a mocktail pairing dinner, too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and those we, are really, really fun because we, we kind of explain every course and, like, yeah. how it goes with it. And it's a cool learning experience.
3: And we paired with the Worth Center mm-hmm. as well and Project 37 to have, like, actual sober event shows here with like kid bands and it's so cute we've also done like donation stuff for like we just did dancing with our stars yeah, a um, fundraiser dinner yeah mm-hmm. for franco we're that doing has... the
4: mosaic thing aren't we
3: yeah that's yeah. the new thing we're doing um some fun art classes so Art class, like dinners. We're bringing in one of my friends, Laura. She is going to be doing a mosaic class. Yeah, so that's really exciting. We're hoping to just overall do a lot more like private events. Just because we are closed on Sundays and Mondays, we have those days to be able to do like random things, you know, so. For the month of Pride for for St. Cloud, that's going to be in September, we are doing t-shirts. So we're going to have rainbow t-shirts and $5 of every shirt is going to go to St. Cloud Pride. And then we're also doing a cocktail mocktail menu and $2 of every drink is going to go to St. Cloud Pride for that entire month. And then we are also hosting a burlesque dinner for St. Cloud Pride week. And that's going to be on a Wednesday. It's September 13th. September 13th.
0: And when do tickets go on sale for all that stuff?
3: You know, uh, soon, props. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in the works. You know, I gotta, I gotta get started on things. <laughs> okay. So just like, everyone
0: keep an eye on the socials.
3: Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we're gonna be, we are going to be the ones that are doing the tickets for that. So I would say mm-hmm. at least a month before we're probably gonna do it. So mid, mid August.
0: I think it's amazing what you guys are bringing to the community of St. Cloud and the surrounding areas, because not only do you just have a great restaurant, you are providing these experiences that typically we've kind of had to drive down to Minneapolis or the cities to do, but they're happening here now, which is so amazing. And there's a community that is hungry for that kind of thing. And it's just great that you guys are doing this.
3: Yeah. It's been really fun. It has.
4: And it's like, it's a safe space. That's the other Mm -hmm. thing. It's like putting... We put the rainbow flag in the window and we're like, let's have a drag dinner. And all the people that come to it are just like... It's such a... Their rooms are filled with like just love and good
3: energy. Mm -hmm. It's really awesome. Yeah. And I feel like that is super important too. To be very like publicly out Mm -hmm. as also being like queer women. And that you can come here and it's going to be safe. Mm -hmm. Just because there's not a lot of venues that you can go do queer things at where you could possibly be under 21. So yeah, being able to have that has been really nice.
0: A wonderful resource for this area that desperately needs it. Thank you so much for being that for those people because it's just so desperately needed. And I'm hoping that you guys are leading by example and other businesses see that it's okay to do that too. You can provide a safe haven for people and be fun and welcoming and inviting for literally everyone.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, thank you guys so much for taking the time to let me set up in your restaurant on a Monday when oh, you yeah. could be, you know, doing a million trillion other things <laughs> that you're both into. <laughs> I truly appreciate it. Sorry we don't have any wings for you. I know. it's okay. I'll just come another day. <laughs> Do you guys want to let people know where they can find you online to follow along with all the events and all sorts of stuff that you're doing?
4: Yeah, we're on Facebook. We got an Instagram. It's a roy.mn. You got a TikTok? Yeah.
3: I mean, I keep up with it sometimes. I like try to be pretty <laughs> hip, you know? Um, that's also Aroy.mn. We try to keep that very similar for every single mm-hmm. account. Um, website is MN no dot, and then dot com.
0: <laughs> there it is.
3: Wonderful. And then one last question.
0: If people are coming to Aroy for the very first time, what food do they have to order off the menu? Pad Thai. Yeah. It's the number one seller. I always recommend it.
3: I'm like,
4: you have to. Especially if you've never had it. Mm-hmm. Got to do it. And mm-hmm. you got to get
0: the wings. They're and really the
4: Filipino really pork bites. Yeah.
3: Yeah, those pork bites.
4: I always tell people that. I'm like, uh, on the Thai side of things, get the pad Thai. If you've never had it on the Filipino side of thing, I recommend the
0: sisig.
3: Yeah, it's pork belly. So good. It's cut into, like, little cubes and then stir-fried up. It is top-notch.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Honestly, my best advice is come with friends, order it family style, and then just eat off of each other's plates because it's all fantastic. That is the way to do it. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Small Town Tourist Podcast. Our theme song is Queen of Our Hometown by Rachel McIntyre-Smith. You can stream her music wherever you listen to music. And be sure you follow her on social media at Rachel McIntyre-Smith. Her website is rachelmcintyresmith.com. If you're looking for more content from the Small Town Tourist, you can always check me out online, thesmalltowntourist.com, or follow along on Instagram and Facebook at the Tourist. If there's something you think I should check out or dig deeper into, I'd love to hear from you. Do not hesitate to reach out. You can email me Abby A B B E Y at thesmalltowntourist.com.